Yo, what up, boss fam? Just here reminding y'all to go check out swagrag.com. Remember, swagrag.com is somewhere you can go for all of your hair care needs, whether it's a do-rag, a bonnet, a brush, oils, black soap, anything like that. You want to go to swagrag.com and you want to use promo code BOZZ, that's B-O-Z-Z, and get 10% off your order at checkout. Uh, remember, if you get over $60 worth of stuff, you're also going to get free shipping as well. Remember, that's swagrag.com, promo code BOZZ, B-O-Z-Z, and that's going to give you 10 10% off of your entire order. Now I want to get to the show. Hey, look, a cardboard box washed up on the beach. Holy fish paste! It's Bozzy. Like a naughty headed nigga spose Never meant to make it past 20 What a nigga told But I'm right here I deserve a toast Praise to the most high I get high the most Whoa, say hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah Hallelujah I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive Yo, my name is Bozzy and my name is Reese. And this is the official Bozcast. I want to thank everybody for joining us. If you're listening to my... I can't believe I'm doing this without even thinking about it. If you listen <laughs> to my voice and you don't necessarily like the, the way you're listening to my voice, you can always do it at other places. Um, we house the podcast on our website, which is officialbozcast.com. Um, or you can go to um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere that you receive or listen to your podcast. Um, you can follow the podcast on pretty much everything, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Official Bozcast. You can follow me at C. that's at B-O-Z-Z-I-E-C, and I'm on virtually everything. And you can also follow me on Instagram, it's ema one Reese Cup. I'm also, if you'd like to donate for the cause, you can send some our way <laughs> <laughs> at cash at forward slash dollar sign Official Bozcast. I cannot tell you how much I felt that we needed to do this today. Like, if y'all don't really know, but we've been, like, on a bit of a hiatus. Like, (laughs) I've been able to kind of flub the numbers a little bit and (laughs) and put out some some episodes and and do things like that. But we've been, like, it's just been, it's been hectic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you was going to say something. No, just, like, a little bit of a struggle, like. Yeah, I mean, we got kids, and we're virtually learning, and, like, it's just a lot. And, Mm -hmm. um... Still trying to just like, you know, just trying to deal with a lot of different things. Like I've been working a little extra, like just trying to set everything up. Christmas is around the corner. Birthdays are coming up. It's just a lot. Right. Right. So for me, it's been kind of tough to um, it's been kind of tough to just sit down, get this together. And then it's hard when it's two of us. And the crazy part is like we got the same responsibilities. So we can't be like, oh, I'm going to do the podcast and I got another guest that has to come over and like my wife can watch the kids while I'm doing the podcast. Like, no, I kind of need you down here too. Right. So it's been kind of tough or whatever, but there's so much to kind of like talk about. I feel like I like this is therapy. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same for you. It is. This is therapy because I get to talk. Like, I get to interact with people on Facebook. Like, honestly, if you want to have conversations, talk to me on Facebook. I am always down to have an engaging conversation. Always down. Um, Because I like to hear different perspectives. But the problem with Facebook is tone. You can't read tone. (laughs) And the problem with Facebook is, like, 
you can have your ideas and you can put them all out, but people read them in the order they want to read them. It's something freeing about having your own podcast, your own platform where you could just talk and people can, they can take sound bites out, but I'm, I'm a pretty decent speaker. So I'm able to kind of complete my thoughts a little easier yeah. on here, which is therapeutic, right. especially with so much turmoil and conflict and just chaos happening in the world. Mm-hmm. I need to bring all that chaos that's in my brain, spit it out and then leave it for seven days and then do it all again the next week. Like, right. That helps me. Um, talk to me. How, how are you feeling? How you been? Like any updates? How the kids? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I will. Today I'm doing good. It's been weeks though. No, I know. Pop up? No, well, I just let me see, like two weeks ago or whatever. Like I, I feel like if we were to sit and do the podcast, it would have been like pretty depressing. Yeah, what was going on? Just everything. It was just like back to back, just like with my health and like Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That that's been another tough thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah. been another tough thing. Yeah. Just, so like two weeks ago, like we just been dealing with a lot. It's just been a, it's been very hectic. It's it's been fast moving. Right, so yeah, you're yeah. right. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go. No, yeah. So of course, like just not knowing what's going on, like in my body or whatever. Yeah. And maybe it could just be like stress or I don't know. Like, but I don't know. Like I said, if we were to do this two weeks ago, it would have been super depressing. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, and of course, I don't want, like, our podcast to sound, or, like, to put people in that type of mode. Yes. Like, I like being real, of course, but at the same time, like, I always want to end, like, on a positive note. Yeah, we're we're very passionate on this po- podcast about talking about problems, which is fine. We all deal with it, mm-hmm. but I'm, bi- I'm solution-based. Right. So, if we just get on here and just start bitching and moaning, like, to me... W- <sighs> You can get that anywhere. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. No, so like I said, today I'm doing better. And actually over the past couple weeks, like I've been like trying to I guess cope just what? just with my feelings, yeah. managing like stress and Yeah. Like I'm not gonna um claim like anxiety on my life or anything like that, but, but you've been feeling anxious. Yeah, I've been having days where it's been like stronger than yeah. others. The weather change don't hurt, don't help. It doesn't. The lack of sunlight doesn't help. Nope. It's very important. Like I th- I'm thinking about getting one of those artificial like sunlight things, mm-hmm. and, and and I just it, it helps boost your mood. Like it helps you with the circadian rhythms, and I think it'll help you with like the kids too. Like, but you're. I mean, it's been a lot. You we you only really had one week. Of just being down, and I just had weeks of just being overwhelmed, stressed, and busy. So it's like I can push my way through it, but if you're not gonna be at least on like, you know, like give me seventy percent, then I'm my feelings are gonna come through the podcast. Like oh, you need to talk, talk. What's wrong with you? Like, yeah. And I'm a very emotional person, so. Right. It just would have been a whole a whole bit of a mess, right? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> so it's good that we took some time off, and for me, the time away, like, what does it say? Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Mm-hmm. Like, I just needed we needed to get back on here. You know what right. I mean? And no, yeah, that was another thing too. Like us just being on here, like just trying to find that motivation to continue, like what we're doing or whatever. It's hard, but yeah, you sit back and think of like all the people that you 
may have or like you might be impacting that we don't even know because they don't say it or right. they may say it but like you just want you don't want to let those people down for sure for sure so. it's people for me i know like i'm a very outspoken person so we got we both got a pull right I, I think of I think about things a little differently. If y'all listen to a podcast, y'all know. I just I just think about things a little differently. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of stuff. There's so much stuff we want to get into. So I just want to I'm kind of rushing through a, uh, an update. It's three things I want to talk about. It's three things I want to talk about. So I want to make sure that we hit them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird because we usually do three segments. I was thinking we wasn't going to be able to do that, but we had a great conversation before the podcast. Yeah. Um. But for me, I can't remember what I was gonna say. I can't remember what I was going to say, but for me, yeah, yeah, people really appreciate my perspective, right? They oh, really yeah. look forward to, like, how what is he going to say? What does he think about this? Mm-hmm. People at work do it all the time. Like, I get on a soapbox, but they enjoy it. Like, you know right. how some people talk, you're just like, can you just shut the hell up? You always got something to say. Mm-hmm. They literally ask, all right, so, Boz, what do you think about... And I get, I start talking, and they be like, why you say it? Why you say that? What, what makes you say that? <laughs> And I tell them, I explain it, and no one ever really gives me full, like, they give me pushback. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying no one gives me pushback. But no one goes, that's completely insane, out of control, what, what are you thinking? Right, it's but a, for the most part, they kind of know, like, what type of person you are. Right. So they know that what you're talking about is not just going to be straight, like, just BS. Yeah, like, like I, I argue against myself a lot. You know what I mean? I argue against myself a lot. So it it strengthens my arguments, and it makes my ideas cleaner, crisper, mm-hmm. because I, I'm just like, I'm always arguing against myself. So, right. And then with you, people are going to have a pull to want to listen to you because you, you're you not openly talking to a bunch of people, right? right like right. if someone, you you don't initiate a lot of conversation. Right, because I hate, I hate small talk. Though. Oh yeah, we both do. We both hate small talk. How's, how's the kids? It's like, how's they're the good. Weather? They're good. I mean, it's everything's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna go walk away mm-hmm. and and keep the same smile on because I hate small talk. I'm the most awkward person in like. <laughs> Me too. Like having a conversation like that, like I'm like, all right, and then I will just turn and just like, like I'm okay with it, but I I'm I'm kind of cool with awkward moments. Like mm-hmm. we we'll, we we're gonna talk about an awkward moment that might be. I don't know what I want to talk about first, but maybe we'll just get right into that. Okay. But um. But yeah, there's people that want to listen to me because they like my perspective, and there's people that want to listen to my wife because they're like, "Oh, what is she gonna say about this?" Because because mm-hmm. they're not used to her openly having her own opinions, right? But she'll speak when you know when the conversation is going. But she's not about to just start a random conversation with nothing to say, like right? <laughs> she'll add to a conversation, great. Which is why I think we work well together. Um, I think a lot of times, I think I realized this the other day. <laughs> oh snap! We breaking through. <laughs> No, it might not be a good break. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. We break it off. <laughs> no, because no. no, you know that little saying, like, if you ain't got nothing nice to say. like Then you'll just be having nothing nice to say. Hey, really? Low-key? No. She's funny as heck of making fun of people. She's really good at making fun of people. And, like, in part, like, I do be taking myself, like, I crack it up, like, and you know that. like. <laughs> okay, we got to tell the joke you said. So the other day... The other day, and then we're going to get into what we want to talk about. Yeah. The other day, we sitting down, we watching a commercial with RuPaul in it. <laughs> and I'm telling her, I'm like, hey, yo, I, I low-key think that RuPaul might not be like, like, I know, he, I don't think he's gay. Like, I think, I think there's something wrong, like, you know, there's something, he just likes to dress up, but I don't think he's gay. And, and I, I was think, like, uh-uh. I think what, the, what I was thinking before we get into it, I think what I was thinking is that I know he's not trans. Like, I know he doesn't identify as a woman. He just, 
likes to dress he up. He just likes to dress up. Yeah. I think that's what I was meaning. But uh-huh. I, for some reason, I'm like, basically what I was saying is like, what, what you would think is not the case. Yeah, right? yeah. And that's where my brain was going. But I'm like, I don't know if he's gay. I, my, my <laughs> wife was like, she just started looking at me laughing. And I'm like, no, no, I think he might have like a, a wife and a kid or something like that. And she goes, tell him what you said. I was like, yeah. He got, he got, he got a wife named Joe and a kid named Dog. <laughs> I'm like the heater. She had the heater of a joke. That joke was a heater. Oh my and like gosh. in the moment, because we were just sitting on the couch chilling. And then for her to say that, you could tell as she was saying it, she didn't know what she was going to say. It just started coming out. But anyway, like, that's how my no, wife is. Ticker, so yeah. we... No, we, yeah, yeah. If y'all, like, some, like I can't wait to the start of the next year because we really want to start doing a lot more. Mm-hmm. We just, it's really just the means. We just don't have the means to do it. Like, we don't have all the equipment we need to do it. But I want to invite you guys into our actual lives <laughs> and our actual relationship uh, because it's really, it's entertaining. Like... It's entertaining. Like our, our kids are entertaining. Like we have an entertaining life. Life. Yeah. Like, and that's how I was growing up too. Like my family, we had an entertaining life. I'm no. Your family had like real entertaining stories. Like right. very little uh, exaggeration. Very little oh, yeah, exaggeration yeah, no. of stories. Like nah, this really yeah. happened. Like yeah. <laughs> like her dad's from Puerto Rico. Her mom's from New York or Manhattan. My dad's from Brooklyn. My mom's from down south. Like so, our families are. Literally, like, just a lot of a lot of stuff. I know everybody says that, but we really got some some cool families. One thing I wanted to talk about, though, because what we were just talking about, mm-hmm. um, is like friendships and like how they grow and like contract. And we don't got to get into details. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. But I do kind of want to talk about um, the fact that we were able to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, get out of the house. Um, Family came over and watched the kids for us, which was cool. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win because they like to see them. Luckily, luckily, thank God, right, we have really, really good kids. Yeah. So, like, it's easy to want to watch them. Like, yeah. it really is. So, so we went on our, uh, we went on this double date, right? And the double date, like, was cool. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. Um... Nah, but we 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 went out. We got you know just hung out, got some food, um, had some fun, listened to some music or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just interesting. It's interesting just to know like you know where friendships are and how you know what the boundaries are and, right. and things like that. But the reason I wanted to bring part of this up, well, part of the reason I wanted to bring this up, is we were talking about small talk. Uh-huh. So basically, <laughs> Reese's friend from uh, we could just say from college, just the easiest way to describe yeah. it. Um, Reese's friends from from college was in town, so she wanted to hang out and like so me and Reese went out um, and hung out with her and do uh, the dude that she's seeing or dating or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was like. It was cool. Like you, you realize like, oh, this person is cool. Like, and I, and I think, I think you had a fun, a good time. I did. I, I, I had did. a good time too. Like it was cool or whatever. But like then you just, I don't know. Like you, for me, I was put in a weird situation. Like y'all have fun, but I'm putting a weird <laughs> situation. Right? I'm gonna just speak from my perspective. I'm putting a weird situation where like I'm left alone with this girl that I do know. Yeah. And my wife. And this guy that I do not know. <laughs> like, at all. At all. And it's like, it's really her responsibility to incorporate him with the group. Right. And she's not really doing <laughs> She could have done better. Like, she could do terrible, but 
she could have done better. Yeah. So I'm like forced to like have like small talk with this dude, but like my small talk game is so lit because I'm fine with just I'm pretty much fine with the silence. If I don't got nothing to say, I'm just gonna shut up. And we both gonna be shut up together yeah. unless you got something to say. Yeah, it'd be like yeah, I'll try a little bit, and then if I see like it's not really going, like if I'm not getting anything back, like I'm just like all right. And it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't away. even him. Like he was a great guy, great personality. I don't know you, and we have literally nothing in common. Like I don't know what we have in common. Yeah, we weren't even really introduced. Like an introduction is not like this is this person. Like it's more than that. Like. Babe, tell them about the time. Like that's when. Yeah, that's tell how, us you, how we how we met. Like, yeah, how like, we, like yeah. hey, remember that time you told me about this that happened at work? Why don't you tell them the story? So now you're inviting him to like be open up, open. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, Reese doesn't have to really do that with me because I'm kind of like, I kind of take that as a challenge. If I'm in a room of people I don't really know, mm-hmm. I try to you know I try to work the room a little bit. Right. But yeah, like, is that? And then like also, I think the same weekend, I was able to go out to a show. And I think for me, I think for me, like, and I, you know, just as you grow and like as you start to meet people and learn people, mm-hmm. I, I feel like as humans, we try to get things back that cannot come back. Right. I'm treading lightly here because I don't want to put blow nobody's spot up. Like, I don't want to say names or nothing like that. So I'm kind of treading lightly, but it's sometimes like you have relationships friendships, whatever, when you're 20, those relationships don't hit the same when you're 30 with kids. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's weird how, like, you want to, like, oh, I'm going to try to go back and get that old thing back. Yeah. <sighs> I know. It's not. It's cool. Basically, this is how I say it. Had a good time. I can't do that every weekend. Right. I cannot do what we did last weekend <laughs> every week. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I can't. It's, I'm not built for it. Like, I really don't like meeting new people all like that because it's so it's billions of people in the world, mm-hmm. and I don't have that big of a circle. So, like, even double digits, like, we'll say 99 people maximum, 99 people haven't let me down. Mm-hmm. Only 99 out of the 6, 7 billion people haven't, like, disappointed me, yeah. maybe. Like, and I think I'm being very generous with that. So it's, like, so it's like meeting new people, I'm not really keen to. Because it's like, all right, you're just going to come in my life, let me down, I'm going to be mad. Like, like yeah. can we skip the pleasantries? Like, what are you here for? Like, what do you want? Like, do you need money? Like, I got you. And then, like, can you just go on your way? Like, if you're just going to take money from I'm me and leave, just think. go. Yeah, I'm beginning to think, like, as we, like, get older, like, people still, like, whether we like it or not, are you going to come and go? It sucks. I hate it. It sucks because, for me, I think we're in interesting people where, in general, we don't change. Like, we, have, we, we grow. Yeah. But, like, the core of us, and I think, you know, this has something to do with it. Because I think at the core of us, like... We have a good foundation. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So since our foundation is good, it's pure, right? right. And it's consistent mm-hmm. and it's the same foundation, we generally don't change. Like I feel like people want to come around us because we generally don't change. And yeah. when they do, and if it has been a long time since they've been around us, but then they come around us, mm-hmm. they know that we generally don't change. No, and I like, if I haven't seen somebody for a long time, like, yeah, like I'm, I'm still me. 
like yes i have grown in different areas but like i i act just as i did if like when same we, general sense of humor yeah same hospitality like i'm not about to be awkward with you or anything like that like if i've known you for like years and then we just haven't seen each other for years like when we meet again it's gonna be like i just yes like, i just seen you yesterday unless the last time we met is when i was like 10 like you know what i mean like yeah. but like for the most part i'm since i've been uh, 16 i've had generally the same uh what do you call them uh, morals i guess yeah so like i haven't really changed but mm-hmm. then you start to realize like ah you c- Especially with our lives, right? Like, yeah. especially with kid married. How many friends do we have that are married? Two? <laughs> Two married couple friends, right. right? Like, how many of those have kids? One? You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. very difficult. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just very difficult. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's like you said. Like, you, you grow and you have to kind of come to grips with knowing, like, like, damn, like, literally people are here to come and go. Like, I, I'm still kind of like writing up a book and one of the chapters in the book is the four fours, right? Mm-hmm. Like some people are in your life for a reason, for a season, for ever, or for all three of them. Right. Right. And it's like, you, you say that, and this is how I found myself like, and we don't have to get into details, but mm-hmm. you say that and it's easy to say it's harder to feel. Yeah, it is hard. Like that sucks. The, the idea of losing people that you really, really care about mm-hmm. I, that hurts my heart. Right. Because I don't stop caring about them. Right. But I feel like it is the the feelings change for them. Right. And I don't want to be the one to like try to hold on to something that they when don't. They don't want. even care about. Yeah. 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 Not even that they don't care. I don't care that they don't care. But if they don't want it, I'm not gonna force you into this relationship. Yeah. Like you don't have to. You don't have to stay. You know what I mean? Like, you can stay. That's why you you hear me say that a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, when somebody's good to me or if I like them, I say, you can stay. Right? To me, that's an open invitation. You can stay. Right? It's not saying, oh, you can't go nowhere. No, I'm not doing that. You can stay. You can stay. The door's open. You can leave if you want, but you can stay. Right. You know what I mean? The the you can leave is insinuated, but the you you can stay is, it's, it's true. It's pure. Right. You know what I mean? So, man, like, coming to grips with knowing like dang some people just you about to have best friends that you don't talk to no more i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) no i know sometimes i just sit and i think about like the people i grew up with and stuff and um like part of me be wanting to reach out but then i'm like no like because like if (laughs) if we haven't like talked for this long like why am i gonna go out my way to reach out to them when like they could have done the same thing because I remember I I used to be the one to always, like, be messaging people or calling people. And then I remember there was one day I was like, hmm, like, I wonder if I just stopped calling on people or, like, messaging people. Like You, remember, you said there was one day you remember the clip. Yeah, I remember, yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I just did, like, an experiment. And, like, my phone was dry. And I was like, dang, okay, well, I just kept it like that. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm not going to put that much effort into a relationship where I'm not getting anything from the other side. I would say this though, Reese. I would say this. This is what I'm learning. It's about grace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And being graceful. Yeah. And um, one thing about being graceful is just for me, like that you can stay, you can go with with respect to your feelings, your emotions, and your family, mm-hmm. you can't just let people enter in and out of your life. Right. In, in your life. Right. But I do think it's important to know, for pe- for people to know that 
oh, no, nah, it don't matter what you do. It's, it's the same over here. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important when you do feel on your heart like somebody, even even though there's somebody that may be like, dang, you were supposed to hang out with me and you didn't. Mm-hmm. I think you should still not reach out and get anything. Literally just send no, a message. But if you feel like on your heart, yeah. Yeah, just be like, you know, just thinking about you, hope everything is well. Like, um, you know, I, I've been praying about you. For, you've been on my mind. I just mm-hmm. want to just, just reaching out and just saying, you know, just saying, hey. And not nothing back, right? right? Like, right. just have a quick five, uh, what you call it? Like, I guess a five volley conversation. Mm-hmm. How are the kids? The kids are good. Good. How about you? My kids are doing good, too. Just going through virtual learning. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I know. That's a lot. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to catch up with you, see how everything was. Well, I appreciate you reaching out. Okay, yeah, you too. Okay, bye. Yeah. And it should be that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I want to make sure that I, I do that mm-hmm. for grace. Right. To, to just continue that grace because... I'm, I feel like we always say it. Like, I feel like I'm sent here to serve. You can't be sent here to serve but get emotional when people don't want to eat the food. Yeah. But you also can't be like, oh, I, I tried to feed you. You didn't want my food. You didn't want my food. So, nah, go. Mm-hmm. You can't be like that either. Right. Like, if you're going to be above it, you got to be above it. Right. You know what I mean? So, that's just something I think that we, it's funny that we're having this now. Like, that's something we have to learn. Right. <laughs> that's something we got to learn. No, yeah. I think with some people, like, I, how do I say? Like, it's not like, I mean, okay, maybe part of it is like it's so hard because we want to say names because it's easier. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like in part, like yeah, because they haven't reached out to me. Like mm-hmm. I do feel a certain type of way, mm-hmm. so like I don't reach out to them just because like I don't want to waste time. Right. Um, but at the same time, um, oh, just also thinking like yeah, there are some some people that you just really just need to let go of them because they're not really adding any value to your life so you don't want to waste your time well then also it's weird because like we can meet an infinite amount of people right but like we feel like loyalty to our friends Mm -hmm. and we almost don't want to let other people be our friends right and it'd be like like imagine if one of our good friends like we only got like a limited amount of spots (laughs) well right but we kind of do have a limited amount of spots but like we don't want to let other people go when they're not doing anything for us but when somebody is like out here just trying to do things for us and just give you gifts for no reason and Mm -hmm. just say hi for no reason and reach out to you for no reason we just be like oh hey what's up and then just turn around and be like well how come my friends don't like me like yeah my nigga there's somebody just really trying to like they're courting you low key like they it's something about you that they like that they're willing to come around for Mm -hmm. but you still it's just like in a a toxic relationship but you still waiting around for old girl that you haven't seen since high school that only hit you up when she needs something right it's like we we got to be better about that like that whole no new friends thing gotta go like because i'm meeting people now it's like dang it's weird to meet somebody and click as an adult, because mm-hmm. remember, when you're a child, you're forced into a lot of situations. Right. You're in school. Right. We're ha- we have to be together. Right. We grew up in the same uh, apartment. We have to be friends. We grew up in the same street. We got to be friends. Right. But like, as you start to grow and morph, as the older you get, like, and I hope nobody listens to this and like, oh, he don't want to be my friend no more. Like, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. Because I got people I grew up with and went to school and I had to be friends with. Yeah. But we also like are very close. We got a lot in common. Right. But as you start to meet people where you just be talking and like y'all finish each other's sentences or y'all y'all are here with the same jokes, mm-hmm. you got to take a step back and go, hey, well, let's be friends. Right. Let's see where this goes. Especially like you're older now. It's like I'm almost 30. It's like, see where this goes. If you have a solid friendship for the next 10 years, that's 10 years well spent. Mm-hmm. And if you're not thinking about, you know, like, oh, they're not doing this for me and oh, they don't text me back, like, Okay, are you, you might be in it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So 
I don't know. We could probably talk about this for hours, but just wanted to kind of touch base and buy up. No, I'm just playing. We got we got more. We got more. Um, but I just want to kind of touch on that a little bit because I feel like we started talking about it and I feel like that's something, a conversation we haven't finished together. We still got more to talk about. So we'll finish it later. We'll finish it later. I don't think you want to give me me I to go flip the script. Had a big bone to pick. Got the short end of sticks. So we made the fire dead. Let it burn to a crisp. And that's a short fire flip. She's a boss, she's a bitch. So, uh, there's been a lot going on, a lot on my mind, a lot on my heart. Y'all probably thought I was going to talk about Swag Rag, but I already did that. Yeah. I already talked about Swag Rag. Um, nah, man, like, what a crazy time we live in. What a crazy time we live in. So, if you've been living under a rock, um, they're still counting votes. Uh, they literally Five are. Five years later. <laughs> they're, still, they're literally still counting votes, but... Um, as it stands, we have we have a new president. Um, it's bittersweet, right? It's, it's bittersweet for me because, to me, this was the epitome of choosing between two evils. Yeah, it was. It was. Do we stay with the the new thing that doesn't work, or do we revert back to the status quo? Mm-hmm. And my decision was to revert back to the status quo. Let's get a baseline, and then let's figure this thing out because. I'm sorry, under Trump, it was too crazy. Yeah, that was chaotic. It was too crazy. Like, I I don't like how comfortable racist people were. I just don't like it. Right. I didn't like it. Like, right. tuck your chain now. You know what I mean? Tuck tuck your little MAGA hat. Like, tuck that shit. Like, mm. I, I didn't like that. Like, and I'm fine with you being who you are, but it, it was emboldened. Yeah. Like, you like don't pure, even feel like the way evil, you feel. Like, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. And it's like people that you know and love are over here justifying bullshit. Like, that's what I didn't... It's weird. Like, I know educated people, smart people that I lean on and respect that were just making excuses for, like, really bad rhetoric and really poor mishandling Mm -hmm. of things. Like, I'm sorry. Watch. I remember. Like, I remember saying, like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, this is where presidents are made. During a virus, during during pandemics, or this is how you right. how you gonna rally us? What are we? What are you gonna make us do to feel connected? And he still tried to divide us. Yeah, you guys, they wear masks. I don't wear a mask. I do this. And the worst part is, people would have wore a mask if Trump said to wear a mask. Yeah, people would have wore a mask, and people would have respected it. Right. The left would not have been like. Well, Trump says to wear a mask. I'm not wearing it. They would not have said that. Right. Because the doctor said wear a mask. Right. Everyone said wear a mask. And then all the Trump's people would have worn a mask. All the people that support Trump would have worn masks and all this other stuff and done whatever the guidelines said had he been like, this is what we're doing. This is what I want us to do. We do this for this amount of time. We're going to have our country back. Mm-hmm. It would not have been that hard to have that conversation. And we're 
in a time where we could have all been at least together, honestly, if he would have handled the pandemic better, I would have just let the, I, I still wouldn't have voted. I would have voted locally, mm-hmm. um, but I would not have cared about who was president. Mm-hmm. If he handled it decent, I'd have been like, all right, I, we'll put up, we'll put up with it for another four years. Cause how, how much worse can it get? Like, it's right. really bad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's really bad. Like people hate each other. People getting run over by cars. Like it's protests everywhere. Like, I, it, it, whatever. You know what I mean? And I, I'd rather y'all figure that out and we gonna keep figuring this out over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he couldn't. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. And, and now he can't handle a loss. He's still fighting. He still won't admit that he <laughs> lost. And there's problems with that, right? Like, there's problems with it's not admitting weird. that you lost. Yeah. Because you're making people really think like it's some type of fraud stuff. That's one thing for sure. And now there's like thousands of people that are following him and like having protests and stuff <laughs> so that they can count every single vote to make sure that it's legit. And I just, I've never, I never remember people claiming that the voting for almost the entire country was flawed. Like, and as I'm looking. Yeah, as a president. Like you should know what goes on, like with government. The thing is, Reese, that's that. I think I I can't. Well, let me f- let you finish. No, I'm just saying, like it's the United States Postal Service. Like, <laughs> so you would think like that's a, a secure means of like. The thing is, Reese, this is what it is. He saw the writing on the wall, right? He saw his approval ratings, so he used this as a ploy, right? Okay, if I say that the the election wasn't legitimate, mm-hmm. then people are gonna really look at something that they wouldn't have looked at otherwise. Yeah. So now people that would never have assumed that, like most every other year, like the person that loses just loses. Mm-hmm. They just lose. Right. Like for the most part, right. like there's usually voter suppression, but this is the opposite of voter suppression. They they suppressed almost no votes, <laughs> so all the people's voted votes were counting. And it was like, this is actually what what you want in a democracy. Right. And what he saw that he he saw the writing on the wall. He saw he was going to lose. So what he did is he put cast doubt in people's head. Right. Right. And it's just dangerous. And another reason why it's dangerous for him not to just be like, I lost, is it slows down the process to getting the next president. Right. Like, dude, like, just can we can we get on with our lives? Like, you can do whatever the hell you want. Like, can we get on with our lives? Like. Right. I'm sick of the chaos. Right. And this is the thing, Reese. When you look at the ballots, the only thing the Democrats really wanted was president. That shows me that it had nothing to do with Republicans. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with red versus blue. It had nothing to do with left versus right. They were sick of you. <laughs> people, people that voted for you was sick of you. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? People that just didn't vote at all was sick of you. Yeah, but they was cool with the other Republican candidates. They was cool with the Senate. They was cool with all Congress. They was cool with all the other. They was cool with the, the Republican mayors. The Repo- they was cool with every other thing, red, right, and orange, I guess. But you, they wasn't messing with orange. They was cool with red, but they was not messing with orange. No. And that is, it is what it is. <laughs> Trump, it is what it is, right? Yeah. I, it is what it is. People gonna die. It is what it is, right? Yeah. People lose. It is what it is, and yeah. I, and you lost. So to say that it was fraud, but all the but your Republican Party is cool. It's you that lost. That shows me that there's no fraud. It shows me people were sick of you. Right. So I, I just don't, I don't, that doesn't read to me. That does not read to me. And I'm just happy 
And we don't got to talk about this long. I talked about it last week for about 15 minutes when I was talking to y'all. But for me, I'm happy to know at least there's people in the White House moving forward Mm -hmm. that I feel can be checked. Right. I feel can be checked. Right. And here's the great thing. Like, as black people, like, y'all got to listen to me. They need us and they know it. But we got to be loud. This is the problem. Y'all niggas can't take the next four years off. And I'm pointing at me too. We can't take, we can't vote and be like, I I did it. All right. And then we just wait for another. No, 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 no. You got to take action. We are taking action. Yeah. As for me and my house, we getting out there to the streets. Yeah. You know what I'm doing? I might have said it on the podcast. I feel mm-hmm. like the more I say it, the more it'll come to fruition. My New Year's resolution is I'm meeting my mayor. Right. That he, my mayor's going to know me. My judges are going to know me and not the the way you might think. They're going to know me. Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing? My name's Chris Boswell. I just I'm just trying to I'm trying to learn more about government. I was wondering if you had like 10, 15 minutes for me to just kind of talk and ex- explain some things to me. Mm-hmm. How many phone calls do you think they really get like that? Two. Probably probably 100. A year, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like people don't care. Right. I'm about to care, and I give I give a damn about my people. Yeah. I give a damn about my kids. I give a damn about my wife. If I'm gonna live in a place, if I'm gonna pay taxes, and if I'm gonna pay rent at a place, I, my landlord's getting a phone call anytime something's effed up, and that's how the government needs to be. So right. at least I feel like people in the White House can be held accountable to what they said. You said that you cared about us. Right. Right now, mind you, things that happen in the White House ain't gonna even touch us for another ten years. Any any change that's made in the White House truly is not even gonna affect us. Like it won't affect us. But all of the local leaders and judges that that I chose for mm-hmm. me, those people, they're gonna affect us. Right. So for for me, we got to look at what we got, and we got to see these Democrats. They want to continue to be in power. We got to show them we didn't vote for you. We voted against him. Y'all got work to do. Right. <laughs> Y'all got work to do. Yeah, you here for now. Now, when this next four years come around, you gonna be it's gonna be hard pressed. We might be <laughs> we might be switching to red, depending depending on our votes are for sale. Our votes are for sale to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna give us what we need? I'm sorry, I'm on that reparations tip. Y'all can't write no three point two trillion dollar check around me. I, the whole time people talk about reparations, you know what I said? Where we gonna get the money? You all, you show you opened up the vault. You showed yeah. me where the gold was. Yeah. You think I'm not gonna? I'm I'm on your neck. Uh, <laughs> I'm on your head, boy. I'm on your head, boy. So that's that's where I'm at with it. Like, do I qualify for that? <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> no, I, in my personal opinion, we could probably talk about it not today because I kind of don't want this podcast to be like two hours long. But my personal opinion about reparations is you have to be able to prove that your family, like, you have slave blood. Mm -hmm. Like, documented American slave blood. Yeah. Like, I know I have... The reason is not because me, not because I have it, but the reason I'm saying that is because I have the documentation, Mm -hmm. so I know the documentation exists. Right. So, since the documentation exists, I think you should be able to present... You should have to be able to present the document. It's that light over there. Something wrong with that socket. Yeah. Um... You should be able to have to present the documentation to be qualified to receive your portion of reparations, right. whatever they might be. Right? If it means everybody that was a, a, a descendant of slaves gets free education, regardless, right. it don't matter if it's a 
private school. It don't matter if it's high school. It don't matter if it's college. Mm-hmm. You get to go to school. You get to be educated for free. Right. Period. Right. That could be reparations. To me, if you can get education, you know how many people don't get education because they don't have the funds? Right. That's stupid. Yeah. That's stupid. You know, you know how many doctors you got that ain't doctors? It just doesn't make sense that you go to high school and you can go free, for, unless you go, of course, to private school. But I'm just saying, then you go to college and you have to pay. You know why it doesn't make sense, Reese? My worldview has expanded. I've spoken to so many people. I've met so many people. Remember when I went to Atlanta and mm-hmm. my Uber driver? I think I told you about my Uber driver. Yeah. She was from Sweden. You don't think about going to school in Sweden. You just get to go. Yeah. If you want to go, you go to school. Like... It's just like with drugs, right? We talked about this. People are not more people are not going to take advantage of school. Uh, and I have a whole plan for how to give free education. I really do. So mm-hmm. I could probably run for president, but like, it's not like a bunch of people are just going to go to school. Like, it's people that don't like school. Right. They're not going to take right. advantage of the free college. They just won't, right? Like, they won't. But there are going to be less people that are forcing themselves into school. When you can go for free. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with drugs. Making drugs legal does not make more people take drugs. Do you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah. the people that want to take drugs are not not taking them because it's illegal. They're going to take them regardless. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a very, there's a small amount of people that are like, you know, I would try cocaine, but it's illegal. <laughs> it's but, like, <laughs> like, the people that try cocaine are not worried about the law. Like, no, yeah. So it's like, it's the same thing with certain, with a lot of stuff. It's the same thing with a lot of stuff. She told me too. She was like, "Yeah, healthcare. You just go. You just go to the doctor. You just go to the doctor. You're paying taxes to live in a in a place. Like, you just yeah, go." <laughs> now she she said there are upsides to America. Up, the upside to America is you can make as much money as you as you can grind for and hustle for. Mm-hmm. She's like, "That's not a thing in Sweden. In Sweden, it's like." Everybody's kind of like around us. Like, there's nobody really richer or poorer than anybody. Like, even the doctors, they make a little bit more money, but it's marginal. It's not like here where you could be at a stoplight with somebody. You making your total uh, household income is $50,000, and you at a stoplight next to somebody who's making $250,000 being a surgeon or whatever. Like, it's, it's, that's not a thing in Sweden, Mm -hmm. right? So, I don't know. These are the things that I think I would one day we're going to have a whole like political, not political, more like laws and like policy. Because mm-hmm. I got a lot of ideas for school, for healthcare. I got a lot of ideas. I don't know if it's even possible, but like it doesn't really affect nobody. It right. only helps people. Yeah. It, it probably affects businesses and corporations that are just literally raping us for money and not we not getting none of it back. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Insurance, like I was talking to somebody, I'm like, I'm paying. I've probably over the past three years paid twenty four thousand dollars in insurance, and I probably only got about twelve thousand dollars worth of medical things done for me and my family combined. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's freaking insane. So where the other twelve go? Where my other twelve thousand? Like those are the types of things. No, it was just in case. No, it was just. Oh yeah, yeah. So give it back. Because <laughs> nah, in case nah. never happened. Because nah. in case never happened. They spent the. Yeah, they spent the. <laughs> oh, you mean the uh, the the twenty? What I did with the 12 was... (laughs) Anyway, we'll be back, and we want to talk about one last thing. I want to make sure we got time to talk about this. So we'll be back. I can't wait to get to school.
back. What y'all don't know is that we had a scare and thought our children fell down off three flights of stairs. I don't know why we thought this happened in two seconds, but we did. So uh, the, the last thing I kind of want to talk about, this is something that uh, I feel like this is something that's going to be perpetually on my heart because it just speaks to something like that I'm fighting inside, like in, in my spirit, kind of. Um, and we'll just kind of give a brief, like, again, y'all know, some of these are biased. Like, when I say biased facts, it's not saying that we're going to say wrong things. We're just not going to give you all the details. We don't know all the details, but we're going to give you our understanding of what, based on what we know. And um, uh, Carl Lentz, which is or was the pastor of Hillsong, and if y'all don't know Hillsong, like, honestly, if you're at any level Christian, you know Hillsong. Like, you know the, the, the band from the church, Hillsong, Hillsong United or whatever. So um, it's a it's a church in Australia that's based in Australia, but I think they have another. They have like branches, and one is I want to say in New York. Carl Lentz, I want to say, was the pastor of the one in New York and or maybe in Texas. I can't really maybe California. He definitely was in New York. There definitely was one in New York at least a couple years ago, but it might be California. E- either way, very fa- he's a famous. Pastor, if y'all don't remember, he spent a lot of time with Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber accredits him to being like somebody that kind of helped him get out of his, I don't know, just he was going through a phase of just like being kind of wild and crazy. And he spent a lot of time with Carl Lentz and they and they developed a relationship together. Well, apparently, um, like Hillsong Church like put out a statement basically saying that um Carl Lentz was basically relieved of his pastoral duties and not not with a lot of information basically saying like he fell short something like that it came out later that he had had an affair um with a woman who was obviously not his wife or whatever and he basically uh was there was infidelity he was unfaithful to his wife and um we could talk about a whole lot of things. I know the one, like the girl, to me, kind of felt like she was kind of putting all the blame on him. And it's like, it takes two. You know what I mean? Like, was he married? Absolutely. But did you know he was married? Absolutely. Did you know who he was? Absolutely. Like, it's like the Drake line. Like, you knew what it was when you signed up. Okay. It says, he says that he's he was very, I, he says that he was honest about him being married. And as a married man, I, with no money, with no recognition, I have nothing. Women don't be caring. They'll know that you're married and don't be caring. So, like, it's more plausible for me that he'd be like, nah, I got a wife. I love my wife. Like, whatever. Than him to go pretend like he don't got a wife. Because it ain't like that's stopping nobody. Like, women are still going <laughs> to... Having a wife is not stopping a woman. I'm telling you that right now. In 2020, having a wife is not stopping a woman from wanting to flirt with you or wanting... Like, that's not stopping nobody. That's not stopping nobody. So... It's more likely that he was completely honest with his situation, and she was she just didn't care, and it's okay. It takes two, regardless, regardless. So, my my issue my issue with it is duality, right? I understand what it means to be somebody in leadership. I understand what it means to be a pastor. I understand that with that comes a greater responsibility, right? I feel like you zoned out for a second. Um, With that comes a greater responsibility. And with that greater responsibility, it means that you have more pressure, right? I initially was like, 
from okay, I initially was like, I understand why the why the church would basically fire him. He got fired, basically. Would you just say why? No. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll answer. Um, I <laughs> I'll answer the question you didn't ask, um, because like what, what like what I just said, right? Like that when you are in leadership and when you are a pastor, you're looked at as more than. You're held at a higher standard because you're expected to be able to do more, right? So like at my job, I'm a leader in my job, right? So we have a dress code. The other day I was cold, and they were like, "Well, why don't you just wear your jacket?" I forgot my sweater. Like, we'll just wear the jacket then. I'm like, but that's not a dress code. I I'm here to be held at a higher standard. I didn't bring my sweater. It's it's not the job's fault. So I'm not gonna break the rules of the job because I forgot my sweater. So I gotta be cold. And that's okay. Like I'll put up with it and I'll get warm later. But since I'm held at a higher standard, you're held at a higher standard, so you have more accessibility to break the rules, but you still have a higher responsibility to not break the rules. So I understood it from the church's perspective, but it also got me to a point where it's like, did Carl Lentz all of a sudden stop being a vessel for for God because he fell short? It's just, it's hard for me, like, especially when it comes to, like, infidelity and what do you call it, adultery, right? Like, it's hard for me because of the the Bible. Like, the Bible shows me examples of people falling short all the time. It shows me a person that God literally was like, yo, you, you got the heart of me. That guy was foul. That guy did foul stuff. David, he did foul stuff, right? But, like, God never turned his back on him. And I think what the, what the whole situation does for me is it just, like, it makes it weird. I am a firm believer in God. I'm a firm believer that Jesus was a man that walked this earth. I'm a firm believer in the Holy Spirit. I'm a firm believer in the power of of Christ. I'm a firm believer in all of that. It gets tough for me when the vessels that are supposed to be ushering these beliefs and ideals are doing things the opposite of what all three of those people I just named, all three of those beings I just named, it's going against what they would do. So for me, it's like, we all we all say, like, God forgives us, God forgives, God forgives, God loves us, all of this other stuff. For me, it's, I struggle because I feel like God forgives us easier than people. But God is without fault, right? God is supposed to be without fault. And people got all the fault in the world. How can God forgive us, but people that have the same faults as us not forgive us? Like, that bothers. Like, can you talk? Like, what is it? it Yeah, it's, like, super annoying because I feel like as a body of Christ, as a body of Christ, why do I say that so fast? (laughs) Body of Christ. (laughs) Very nice, yes. (laughs) Body of Christ. (laughs) <laughs> nah, like my mouth is dead. <laughs> no, yeah, like I'm saying, like as the body of Christ, we're supposed to be united and we're supposed to have love. And just as God like shows us unconditional love, like we need to demonstrate that same love even to our pastor, which in most cases they receive the least love. And yeah, um, it's really a thankless type of job. Yeah, no. So 
of course, like we know that, like it says it in the Bible, we all fall short of God's glory. Like none of us deserve like a spot in heaven or anything. Right. Like we don't. We don't none of us can do anything to deserve it. Where it's given to us based off of grace. Right. No. So yeah. Like although like what he has done, I know. Yeah. For a lot of people, it can be confusing because it's like you want to be able to look up to somebody who not doesn't fail, but who is able to just live like a righteous life. Yes. And um, no, I'm just saying like, like instead of just pray, like pray for him or like maybe reach out to him or like. Or suspend him. If you're the church, like suspend him. You can yeah, suspend him. Yeah, don't just him. completely like throw him out like to the curb like i feel like as a church you can suspend them and the and the, the thing could just be something excuse me man <laughs> i don't even Gross. know what that was i don't know man. I'm, excuse me but the thing is like you could just like to the church you just say listen you know like um we want to respect the privacy of um you know the lentz family mm-hmm. um we want to give them this time to heal um we we love carl we we support carl and we're going to be here to help him through this tough time, at, you know, as, as much as we possibly can. Um, in the meantime, there will be somebody, um, we will be having a new pastor, mm-hmm. um, and we still love our brother Carl. Like, there's a way to do it. You know what I mean? And yeah, but it's like, does his downfall need to be announced to the whole world? To an extent, yeah, I think it does, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think he should be the one to do it. But, like, to an extent it does because so many people are affected by it, right? Like Yeah, because they see him there and then they don't. They're not going to see him there. Yeah, and thousands they're gonna, of people see him Questions are going to be raised, yeah. Exactly. So, so it yeah, does kind of ha- – that has to be public because it it's going to be public. So you got to get in front of it. I understand Yeah, and then I that. guess, like, for him, too, like, he needs to, like, realize what <laughs> he did, like, especially in his position. Like, that's not the thing to do, like – yeah, but I just feel like, and I don't know him personally. I just know my relationship with God, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really take much for me to to feel remorse, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially in that situation, like, as a man, you'd like to think, as a just as a Christian, you'd like to think, oh, nah, like, I love my wife. I'll never do nothing to hurt my wife. And you probably do love your mm-hmm. wife, and you probably would never do nothing to hurt your wife. Right. But- we act like we live in a world without temptation. Mm-hmm. We could pray God not lead you into temptation, but the temptation is everywhere. It's not easy. It's not. It's not easy. Right. It's not like this easy, easy thing to to maneuver. Mm-hmm. Like as a man, if especially as a, I don't know, was he has to be like in his forties? I'm assuming like yeah. late thirties, early forties, something like that. As a man, and as a as a human, if somebody gives you attention, right, that you it's new. Yeah. Like, oh, snap. I'm getting attention. I'm, I'm worth attention. Right. I'm, I'm, I got kids. I got, like, I got this gray hair. Like, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to do my best. Like, I got a little, I got a little dad gut. Like, no, no, this is the age too. Like, like midlife crisis. Like, yeah, you just start to, when somebody feel you a little bit, be like, oh, snap. I got, I still got it a little bit. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And then you, you're in a, a relationship. That's why it's important for us to do, do things together all the time. You're in a relationship, and your relationship starts to become a business. Right. It's transactional. Did you do this? Okay, boom. I'm going to do this. And it's important to keep that alive because, like, like I said, the temptations are real. I mean, we, I think we both can uh, agree to that. Mm-hmm. And if we're being honest with ourselves, yeah. 
those things are real. I, I would hope that we have a, a strong enough bond and a strong enough relationship where we could talk through that mm-hmm. before anything goes awry. That's point, yeah. But we have to, we can't live in this weird world where we are just assuming that, oh, nothing's going to happen because we love each other. Right. It doesn't, it's not that simple. Right. It's not that, the older I get, the more I realize it's not that simple. The older I get, the more I look at couples, like, and you just wonder, I wonder what they went through. Yeah, and you realize like it's probably they probably went through more than we think. Like right. those days, I didn't see my dad just like for a couple of days. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder what happened. Yeah. Like, did they was they beefing? Like, and you start to get older and start to realize certain things, mm-hmm. and you start to realize, damn, my parents are people. And it's the same thing. Like, damn, my pastor's a person. Right. So for me, it's like if he had no remorse, that's a whole other story. But if you, you know. And if it's an ongoing thing and he was sneaking around and he was doing it as long as he didn't get caught, that's another story too. Yeah. Like that's a different conversation. Yeah. But when you go through something like that, you don't. Th- it's not that you're throwing out the Bible. It's not that you're you're throwing out your faith. Right. It's that you had a lapse. Right. You had a lapse. Right. And if his wife wants to leave him, that's her prerogative. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's fair, right. it's totally fair. Like that's in the rules. <laughs> it's in the rules. You can, you can leave now. Right. Like, but at the same time, it's just, I think what hurts my heart is just seeing people look at the church now as a bunch of fake, perfect hypocrites. Right. Cause at the end of the day, this is what I've learned over the past few years. This is what I've learned. The people that are at the top in the church, your pastors, all of these people, they are not better than anybody. No. They're better at hiding it or they're better at being private. Mm-hmm. When you say hiding it, it sounds bad, but they're just better at being private. Right. Right? Like me and my wife go through things. We argue. We don't argue in front of people. We don't argue on Facebook. We don't put our business out there in the, to the world. Like right. we argue in ho- house. Does that make our relationship perfect? No. It makes our relationship private. Right? It's the same thing in church. Like, there's people doing stuff in church. Like, you be knowing. Like, oh, they, they do this, they do this. Like, nice. I think for me what bothers me is that people are not allowed the grace to just exist and allow God to move and change them. Right. That's my beef. Right. Like, we we preach all of this stuff. We talk about, oh, God is the changer and blah, blah, blah. Like, God is going to renew me, renew me, God. We sing all these songs. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you go up there and say, like, yeah, I've just been really struggling with, like, with some de- depression. And it's like, well, now you're a pariah. Like, you and that's the thing. This is my problem with the church. What if Carl was honest? <laughs> what if he was honest? Like, look, I met this girl. Like, it's weird. Like, I, I think I like her. <laughs> I know I'm married, but I think I like her. Like, there's something about her. There's something new about. Her. He mm-hmm. can't even have that conversation. No, that's not fair. Yeah. Like yeah. as a, as a man, he should be able to at least have that conversation. Right. With somebody. Right. Somebody that's gonna give him some counsel. And it could be his friend. It could just be a friend. It don't got to be a spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. But when you're a pastor, you're not even allowed to have those thoughts. Why? Right. Why are you not even allowed to have those thoughts? You can't control your thoughts. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's funny, the thing that I read in the Bible where, like, where Jesus was like, yeah, I'll tell you the truth. If you even thought about sinning, you sinned. I used to read that and be like, dang, that's messed up. But what he was saying is it, you can pretend to be anything you want. You're not exempt because you didn't act on wanting to kill your brother. You right. still wanted to kill him. Right. You're not exempt because you didn't actually go sleep with your brother. With your when I say brother, it was like your neighbor, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you because you you're not exempt because you didn't go actually sleep with your neighbor's wife. 
You still wanted to. You thought about it. You wanted to do it. You're not perfect. Right. And that's what he was trying to convey. My whole life when I read that, I was like, dang, like you can't do nothing. Like that in your thoughts. Like you can't even, you can't even <laughs> think privately. You can't even <laughs> think like, yo, like I'm, maybe I'm not thinking, like you ever just think about something, but then you like start playing scenarios. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not really thinking about, I'm just thinking like, what if? Like I'm just thinking, what if? Like, yeah, sometimes your thoughts just do his own just, thing. And it's like, oh, right. I just be sitting there like. Hey, I'm sitting in my dreams. Like, dang God, like I get no grace. Like. <laughs> But that's not what it was saying. What it was saying, it was it was basically calling out those people that pretend to be perfect. Right. That that look perfect. Right. But it's like, nah, you still got this. You deal with the same afflictions as everybody else. You are not better. Right. And to me, I just think it it just hurts my heart to know that he wouldn't, even if he did catch it like that, I was like, listen, like, I'll be honest with you. You can't tell your wife, right? The reason you can't tell your wife is because now she's going to be insecure. It's yeah. not healthy for her, right? right? So you can't tell your wife if you're feeling that way. But you should be able to go to somebody and be like, yo, like, it's weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of feeling this way. Like, I, slap me. Like, whatever. Like, it, it's... No, I think, yeah, that would be, like, of course, like, healthier because it's, like, therapeutic. Like, you're getting your thoughts out and, yeah, you get the opinion of somebody else and then you get to hear it. Like, you get to hear it back, like, what you're doing and then you get to process it. And then you can start to think, like, oh, if I continue down this path, like, it's just going to lead me to, like, heartache. And can I ask you something? Mm-hmm. Do you think he loves his wife less? No. Do you really feel like that? Or do you I, just wait, that? do I think he loves his wife? Less. Since he's done whatever? Yeah. I don't... I would say No. I'm I'm asking. I want you to really be. I'm looking. You're not. You guys are not in the room. I feel that you're really thinking this through, which is a good thing. And it's coming from a woman's perspective. I'm curious because I'll tell you from a man's perspective. No, because I think since he's been with her for so long, like there's a certain love that we talk about love all the time. Love is love is love. There's one love. Yeah. Right. Um. No. So he has a certain dynamic. Yeah. So he has the love for her. Like, but romantically, like, I, I don't know, like, how That's it would fair. be. Yeah, like, what type of experience, like, he had now with this woman. Do you think that he's less, do you think he's less attracted to his wife? I don't know if he's, I, I would say no. Do you really think that? Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to be honest with you, right? As a man, as a man, and this is bi- biological, you can find a bunch of women attractive. Like, it is what it is. Me finding anybody else attractive does not make you less attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, there's nothing. Like, me and my wife have been together for 10 years, going on 11, coming up soon, actually, in a couple months. We've been together for almost 11 years. There's literally nothing she could do or say to make me not, to make me love her less, right? I'm always gonna find her attractive. She's always beautiful to me. She don't believe it, but I tell her all the time. Like, <laughs> she don't believe. Like, she could be. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm real dusty. Out. I'm breaking out today. <laughs> like, I don't care. Give me that pimple. I'm gonna kiss that pimple. Like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Like, but that's really what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, as a man, I do not believe he loves his wife less. I think he. I think the love for his wife can never be altered. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't even think he really doesn't find his wife attractive. Right. Like, I don't even think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes new things just happen, right? Like 
for instance. It, like it's some excitement, like something just different. New. Yeah, it's yeah. just new. You know what's crazy? I like shopping regardless if it's for me or not. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like buying things for people. Right. I just like shopping. Yeah. Right? Like, it don't got to be for me. I enjoy the thrill of getting new stuff. Yeah. Regardless if I'm going to enjoy the new stuff or not. Right. That's human. And I'm not giving him a pass. I'm just saying people are people and people fall short. Right. That's it. Nobody's exempt. And I just, it sucks because if he were to, to me, the right thing would have been talk to somebody. Right. Because women got this thing about being beautiful creatures, right? Like, and men and women are, have, there's attraction. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's just natural. If you sit here and tell me like, oh, you don't encounter men that you're attracted to, mm-hmm. I'm going to call you a liar. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Don't lie to me. Like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Right. You come home to me and I'm fine with that. Like, and it's vice versa. Like. I'm not gonna say oh no, I don't find anyone else attractive but you. That's stupid. I'm not gonna do that. But you are my you are my wife. I love you. I come home to you. And I'm happy to come home to you. Like I enjoy our, our love, our, our lives together. But at the same time, if I was feeling a certain kind of way, I can't even tell the church. I can't go to my senior pastor and go, like, look, I'm struggling with this. Like, oh, well, you can't be like that. I, well, I know I'm not supposed to be, but it's just how I'm feeling. Like right. nothing's happened, but right. we've talked and you know, we've texted back and forth, like, and, you know, I, it's just, it's new, it's different, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can't talk, you, it's like, as a pat, you can't even have that conversation. Like, that's not fair. It's right. not fair. Because now you fall short, and now you look like a dunce. Now you look like an idiot. Now the church doesn't look credible, because you made a mistake, and you should be able to make a mistake, and you should be able to come up with a kind of fire sermon after going, I made this mistake. And I had consequences happen with this mistake. Right. But guess what? My relationship with God has grown through it yeah. because he did not forsake me. Right. There's power in that. Right. He's yeah, not like even allowed give to give him that. the opportunity. Yeah. He's not even he's not even allowed to give that. He can't even give that testimony at the church. He has to give it on his own platforms or on podcasts. And it's just sad. Yeah. And that's my problem with the church in general. We're not allowed. People are not giving us the grace that God has given us. Right. When people don't deserve to have any level None of holier-than-thou-ness. Yeah. No. Like, nigga, you suck as a human. <laughs> I know you. I know you, Chuck. <laughs> like, yeah. you are terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, so it'd be like little stuff like, I don't know any Chucks. <laughs> so it was hard to, <laughs> oh, I, that's funny. <laughs> that's why I do know one Chuck. But I was literally thinking of, like, the most basic name. Like, uh, <laughs> actually, a Chuck I know is actually one of my favorite people. I actually like Chuck a lot. But, like, no, seriously, like, I know you, like, X, Y, or Z person, like, at the church. Like, you're nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're no, you're not big and mighty. Like, I know you. Like, you gamble all the time. I see you with the scratch-offs. It is what it is. Like, that's what you do. But it's like, now you have to, now you have to go calling people out and be the person that you don't want to be. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. annoying, yo. Like, the whole thing is annoying. But it's like, literally, like, I, I pray for him. I pray for his family. Yeah. I pray for this country. I pray for Trump. I pray for Biden. Like, I pray for like anybody we talked about today. Like, it's it we are just in a time where it's unprecedented. Like, and I feel like that word is being used so much, but it's sometimes words are the words that need to be used because they the right word. Like right. it's unprecedented. Like you just we're at a time where 
information has never been more readily available. Right. You could literally prove anything, no matter how false it is, with Google. Mm-hmm. And there, you'll, you'll find 40 sources to anything you want to prove. Make uh, it look right. So it's, it's, really, it's really an incredible time. But look, I, I do pray for him, and I will pray for him definitely tonight. And I have prayed for him. Like, that's... It's it sucks. Yeah, I'm I'm in. We're going through it right now, right? Like, we all are. But we to know what's going on, to know like, dang, like, oh well, yeah, are just we pretending to, think to be too. away, like, you know what I mean? No, yeah, just a thing too. Like, not only has, of course, like we know, like he made the choice or whatever, but like he's been like, like the church canceled him, and like to know, like it ain't gonna be right with his him and his wife and his family for a while so it, it might have been okay if it didn't have to be public yeah no i know but now she looks like an idiot like that humility is a is a beach yeah so yeah so basically like he gonna feel super alone unless he do have people like in his corner that are like just giving him like encouragement like and just being there for just him, just being there, being giving him a soft place to land. Like, yeah. And I know nobody wants to hear like he needs help, but like, I don't want to get emotional. But it's like that's he loves his family. As yeah. a man, I'm telling you, he loves yeah. his family. He loves his wife. He he. Rem- I don't know how long they've been together, but he knows how long they've been together. He remembers all of those things. He knew the moment that he knew the moment something happened. It was gonna alter. It, it could alter things. And the moment it came out, he knew everything was over. Yeah. Regardless if everything is over, he knew that he's mourning a lot of loss. Yeah. Right now he has to. Now he has to try to face his kids. His kids are gonna look at him as less than. Right. He's gonna have to try. You know, he, his wife will probably never look at him the same. Even if they stay together, she'll probably never respect him the same way. Mm-hmm. Never trust him the same. Like he's going through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, you have to be the usher. Of <laughs> you have to talk about the grace you're not receiving from the people that are supposed to be talking about the grace that they all receive from the Almighty. Yeah. That is crazy. And now you don't even get a chance to talk about it because you don't have a platform. Right. I, I just to me, the perfect world is, yeah, I made a mistake. I, I'm not proud of it. I'm I'm working on it. Uh, and I'm and I'm I'm trying to be better. It was a lapse in judgment. It doesn't alter my character. Like, I don't think mistakes alter your character. And I feel like that's what happens. Like, somebody's doing something that's probably not perfect. But if we know about it, now it's like, oh, did you hear about whatever? Yeah. Just annoying. Like, the whole thing is annoying. I just feel bad for him. And I I just want to pray for him and his family. And the reason I'm like that is because I believe in balance. And I know a lot of people are going to pile on them. And so... I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> like right, y'all can right. do that. That's that's y'all's job. I I have I have a level of grace that I want. I want grace if I make a mistake, mm-hmm. if in, of any kind, right? Like if I crash into a wall, like I want somebody to be like, I, I know you didn't mean to do that. Like, I, I want that grace. So yeah. guess what? I'm gonna give all the grace that I want back. <laughs> like I'm gonna give all of the grace that I would want, I would love to receive back. Yeah, because I'm going to make. At least a million more mistakes before I die. At least, <laughs> like at least, I'm gonna say something foul that I'm not supposed to say. Like I'm gonna make so many more mistakes. I'm gonna make so, so many, many mistakes. <laughs> so many more, many much more mistakes. But um, nah, man, listen. We love y'all. You are all loved. Yes. Be loved. 
Um, receive the love that we have for y'all and send it back. Now it don't got to be in the form of money. Just <laughs> can't be though. Um, no, I don't. And honestly, it don't got to be in the form of money. Just like reach out. You know what I mean? Share, comment, subscribe, like all the little things that people say. Um, it is important. Um, if if this did something for you, share it. Tell tell a person, tell a friend, right? Tell a friend. Like if it even just gives you a break, do, tell tell a friend. Hey, listen, I listened to this podcast. It was an hour of my life that um like I'm glad I spent. Right. Yeah. So. I know we enjoy it, and I feel the energy. Mm-hmm. There's something about when we turn this mic back on where I felt the energy of, like, talking to people. We're not right. just talking to each other. So right. if uh, if you like what you listen to, of course, um, like I said, go subscribe. You could do that at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a whole bunch more. Tune in radio, everything. We're, we're everywhere. Um, you can follow the podcast at Official Boscast on everything. You can go to the website, uh, officialboscast.com. You can follow me at Bozzy C on everything. That's at B-O-Z-Z-I-E-C. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's emo one Reese cup Also, if you'd like to donate to our cash app, it's cash app forward slash dollar sign official Bozcast. And again, man, we love y'all. And I'm so happy to be back. And we will see you next week. Thanksgiving's coming up. So, yeah, we'll see y'all yeah. next week. Say hallelujah.